Divisionate Community. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Stay Curious, a podcast where we want um, to create diversity in thought without also creating division in community, and where we want you to remember how to think instead of tell you what you should think. My name is Matt Fisher. I am the creative director here at Hill City, where we are recording this and every episode of the podcast, and I'm here with Mr. John Wagler, part of the team at Hill City, and my co-host. How you doing, Wags? Doing good, primarily. Um, body is... A rough weekend with mm. sickness and didn't think I was going to make it through. Um, and then thought I was feeling better and then spent like eight hours outside yesterday. And the allergies, which are beyond crazy right now, yeah. um, made me feel like I was hitch. The earth got you. Yeah, it got me. So I'm staying inside today, mm-hmm. running from to my car if I need to, and just pumping myself with some allergy medicine. So... Yeah, that sounds like the Fisher House. We're all, and it's that fun game of like, do I have a cold or do I have allergies? I know, or so did my allergies give me a cold? <laughs> or did my cold just open up my allergies? <laughs> the we're tangled Ill. web. It's yeah, a tangled web. the earth is after us for what we're doing to it. Um, cool. Well, I'm glad that you are at least well enough to be here today. Yes. And I'm glad that throat coat tea came to your rescue on indeed. Sunday. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Um, I, I guess we've switched roles. I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> uh, things are good. It's been a good week. So um, I am ready to get into um, our episode today, which is going to be the first in a series um, of episodes uh, on sexuality. So we're going to spend the next couple of uh, weeks, a couple of episodes um, just kind of like delving into perspectives on faith and sexuality. Um, we're going to talk to um, Preston Sprinkle, who you may or may not be familiar with. Um, Karen Keene, uh, who's also like Preston, an author and someone who has spent a lot of time thinking and studying uh, uh, about specifically the intersection of like sexuality and faith and theology. Um, and then our hope is to also have um, just some folks from around the community, either here at Hill City or maybe in Richmond or just the wider sort of human community, to come talk to us about their experiences um, with sexuality in the church. So uh, we're not going to set a, a number like three weeks or four weeks. We're just going to say for the next few episodes, <laughs> for the next run yeah. um, of episodes, we will be focusing on this topic. Um, so we will get more into, you, you may be thinking right now, like, I don't know what a Preston Sprinkle is or which a Karen <laughs> Keene might be. Um, we will get into who they are and why they're important and why we're having them on. But first, um, we just kind of want to, you know, open this whole conversation up, um, with an acknowledgement that John and I are, uh, you know, identified ourselves as heterosexual men and we are also married not to one another but to our wives correct um and uh we've both been how long have you and Lacey been married 18 years 18 really yeah oh my gosh I didn't even realize yeah Jenny and I have been I think it was 13 years this year lucky 13 yeah um and so you know we have a very it's kind of like uh when you listen to a, a news story like on NPR and they're they're reporting good or bad on someone who gives them money they're always like we just need to let you know that this you know <laughs> potential conflict of interest so we just like to let you know at the beginning that we acknowledge and understand that um we do not have the same perspective on things like discrimination oppression violence um and just general alienation from this specific sexuality discussion because john and i are part of what would be considered the sexual majority so hetero married men correct is that fair 
Very fair. Yeah. 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 I think the acknowledging that is important just because you, we can't put ourselves in someone else's shoes with, you know, experientially. So I think that's important. And I also think it's important just in terms of why we're doing this, which is we want to have a well-rounded conversation mm-hmm. and it's similar to what we did with abortion and everything too, but we want to have a well-rounded one because you and I, my gosh, the amount of hours we spent talking about sexuality in this office is cool. Honestly, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's been actually great. super fun. Um, but you know, I think there's also a reality that man as a whole, it's very rare to get around people who want to have a well-rounded mm-hmm. conversation in particular around this. I mean, mm-hmm. Certain topics, yeah, sure, people are cool with talking about music in a well-rounded way or Mm -hmm. sports or whatever. But, you know, whenever we get to this issue in particular in the church, it's super hard to have a well-rounded conversation because within all of us, we have whatever stance or place we are in the conversation. The second we hear something on the other side it something wells up within us to mm-hmm. want to fight, mm-hmm. and uh, and so we kind of then close off on the opportunity to have fruitful discussion and be like, huh, never thought about that, or that's interesting moments. And so I think it's important for us to be able to continue to do that, and in really use as an example here, you know, over the next episodes together, because you know you and I have done it, you know, and we've read different books together, and we've. My gosh, the amount of articles we've shared and, and all those things. And it's been so cool to do. And it's it's almost like, man, I just wish everyone could get in on this. But you'd probably be bored with some of it. Right. But there's I think it's good for us to model that and do that in particular around this uh, conversation around sexuality, because there's been a lot of hurt. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of pain. Uh, I think there's been a lot of misinformation. I think there's been. Um, in some ways, hypocrisy. There's been, I mean, just the it runs mm. the gamut of emotions and everything. So yeah, yeah, and I think there's been a lot. I think the reason it's so volatile is there's been a lot of hurt. There's yeah. been, yeah, you know, there's obviously been big overarching hurt um, of you know gay people um, just being a mistreated you know minority in in a lot of countries and in this country as well. So that makes I think folks who are um, either identify as LGBTQ or as allies makes them very on guard because whenever you, you know, like if we talk about music and like different types of music or culture or TV shows, like when we were talking about Game of Thrones, like whether you watch Game of Thrones or not doesn't have a body count, right? Like no sure. one's ever killed each other over um game uh, over media uh yeah but this is a thing that has you know <laughs> yeah. uh, a, yeah. a history of hurt so um you know we just want to acknowledge that like we understand that if this is a rough thing to talk about it's not just for arbitrary reasons it's, we also understand tough. yeah we also understand too that there's that side and then on the other side there's the the thing of well if we engage the conversation the Christian faith goes away right, or the like, Bible yeah. goes away or it's, it's, I'm like, no, that's not how this works, yeah. you know? And so I think, you know, those extremes on both sides have mm-hmm. not allowed us to actually engage with each other and appreciate some different elements, actually appreciate people mm-hmm. in the midst of it. And so, yeah, I think this, the, the topic of sexuality, even more so that, you know, if you think about the other big hot button issues, um, in the church, uh, like abortion, we've talked about race, we talk about all the time. 
sexuality, there's something about it that has to do with our hearts, that has to do with our hearts in the sense that um, it is our private selves. It is not the self that we, you know, just by, it's what you do, you know, in private. <laughs> it has some yeah. Yeah. some sort of private, like, aspect to it. And so I think that makes everybody super on edge because it's really pushing us to do what Jesus calls us to do, which is to examine our own hearts um, and how that's kind of connected to the us that we are when we're not around other people. Like you can't, when it comes to race, you can't just be white or uh, black or Asian or whatever when you're by yourself. Like it's something that sure. that affects us. It's not part of our private selves as much yeah. as our sexuality. I yeah, think. And, and you know, even with sexuality, there's, we live in a culture where so much is defined by it. Mm. You know, like there were, we, we define so many things by our sexuality. Yeah. And so it raises the emotion towards it. Yeah. You know, and so I think there's a, the, that awareness of it is important mm-hmm. to just understand in the conversation. For sure. Um, cool. So let's talk about who we're going to be talking about and yeah. with. Um, first, we have Preston Sprinkle. Um, he is an author and a speaker, and um, I believe he's a PhD, right? He's a, oh, yeah. an academic of some <laughs> kind. Um, and he is going to be coming here to Hill City um, on the 23rd and 24th, and 24th um, to open up a forum about uh, that he calls the intro to the LGBTQ discussion. Right. And I think that is specifically the LGBTQ discussion and how it relates to sort of faith and church life. Correct. Um, So he's going to be coming to talk. And uh, Wags, you turned me on to Preston. Um, I did not know who he was or what his thing was until you opened me up to it. So I wanted you to kind of just talk about how did you first encounter him and give me sort of a summary of what you feel like his deal is um, from your perspective and like why it's important. Yeah. So I first got... uh, introduced to him through a podcast um, actually talking about hell interesting <laughs> so had nothing to do with sexuality at all it was uh-huh. just hey it was him talking about uh, some different perspectives on hell uh, in the bible um, to which we'll do an episode on that mm-hmm. as well but there's so I was like man this, I love the way this guy talks and explains things so I started looking him up and seeing what else he did and then I discovered he wrote a book called people to be loved I then read a part of his testimony how he was deeply impacted by this conversation around sexuality and he determined he actually quit the job he was doing and he said I'm gonna have as many um, gay friends as I do straight friends because didn't, he didn't have any mm. and so he said I'm gonna immerse myself in this conversation and get to know people and have them in my home and have them a part of my family and around and, and in my life and he said because I'm tired of making proclamations about anybody without knowing anybody and so uh so he set out to do that and then he really dedicated his life to this conversation around faith um gender and sexuality and started that's kind of his that's his business like that's what he does now and so for him he does fall on the um side in in the discussion of marriage he falls on man bible point to man and woman in marriage and um, you'll hear him talk a lot about complimentary complimentary. Yeah. And he has reasons for that. I, I will say this. He deeply offends conservatives uh, on so many levels, because even though he might fall on that side of the biblical discussion, there's so much about how he talks and like even his own personal life and who he hangs with and all this stuff that 
it's so it's gracious, it's kind, it's love. It's not it's not what you think when when you hear someone say, "Oh, they're for man and woman in marriage." Mm-hmm. There's a typical narrative that goes with that, mm-hmm. and that's not Preston. Mm-hmm. You know, even the people that he has disagreed with and has had podcasts and debates with everyone says that they're friends mm. you know so like for instance him and justin lee who uh they had uh, an awesome like back and forth they're friends and so there's such an honor and respect and love that happens even within the conversation even though they technically defer and so anyway that's how we kind of I've been reading his blog and listening to his podcast Theology in the Raw for a long time and he talks about more than just he he gets into stuff that no one's really talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was talking about transgender things well before anybody else. He's on a polyamory now and mm-hmm. some other stuff too, but um so he that's what he dedicates his life to. Yeah, he has a really good um article that he wrote for Relevant a couple of years ago called What the Bleep Does the Bible Have to Say About Profanity that <laughs> yes. I really, really like. Yeah. <laughs> um he has a great he has like a great little I don't want to say pithy, but it's like pretty to the point like line on here's the thing about profanity yeah. that I really like. And um, the thing I like about him too is he's thoughtful. Yeah. You know, he's he's truly thoughtful and and I've heard him even on his podcast when someone has said something that he uh, that maybe was trying to sharpen him or he before that point disagreed with whatever I've heard him like instantaneously being like, that's interesting. I've never thought about that. Mm. That's going to make me think. Mm-hmm. And he never. So, for instance, he doesn't come to conclusions without literally years of investment. Mm-hmm. So so it's like so anyway, he's he's really great. I'm glad he's he's here. Yeah. Yeah. And I. um yeah, I'm excited to meet him um, and, and sort of interact with him. Everything that I've heard, you know, his talks and his DVDs and all that stuff. Um, and just, yeah, the fact that his sort of, for lack of a better term, his conversational opponents or like the people he debates with or whatever seem to all speak highly of him is really, really good. Um, it's funny. It kind of reminds me of like professional um, like martial artists in a lot of ways, like those dudes will literally beat the hell out of each other and then <laughs> leave friends, you know? Yeah. And that's how you know who a good yeah. you know, martial artist is. Um, so I'm excited to meet him. Um, and yeah, his stuff has really um, helped me to process how to have this conversation because I think going into his work, I very much um, had a an ideology on this issue that it's like you're either with us or against us. Um, and just engaging with his work um, and talking through it with you and really being in a lot of ways forced to sit and listen to things that I didn't want to listen to um, from him really helped me to realize that like, no, this is a conversation like, and there are people who know more about this than me who are friends with him and have this conversation with Mm -hmm. him. There are people, you know, just like at the top of the show, I'm constantly sort of qualifying things by saying I myself, you know, am not gay, but, here's why I'm so to have people who are themselves gay um say yeah Preston's my friend it just forces you to be like well there's something to be said for this and not just one or two people too I think it's easy it's easy to go out into the world like if you're someone who's a white supremacist you can go find one black friend and then be like I got a black friend (laughs) you know like it's not one or two people it's like he has a community of LGBTQ people that he's in a relationship with um and I think that's very telling. Yeah. And it's not, and even the exposure to things that I never would have even thought about or known how to even mm. engage, like 
the interview he had with Christian who's intersex Mm -hmm. and you know, he's had several trans people on and even the the most recent episode around that, I was just riveted by the discussion because I just, I was just like, man, I just, I don't know that I ever would have thought of that or heard that or it makes you realize how much you, we don't know even in the, within the conversation. Yeah. And so I would say if you, um, if you do engage with theology in the raw, which is his podcast and some of his writing and you feel frustrated, listen before you make a judgment call, whether it's about like coming to the event or just like further engaging the conversation. If you feel frustrated with some of the things he's saying, go listen to the episode on theology, the role where he talks to Christian, the intersex person, because he lets that person, I mean, like he accepts that person kind of puts him to the stones a little bit. Mm -hmm. And he, and Preston is like, yes, I I see what you're saying. You know, like yeah, he like, couple boys like, you're so right. Yeah, you're so right. <laughs> and like I and he was quick to say, I don't know, I don't have an answer for that. And 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 things like, I don't know, I need to think about that more. Um so if you do engage with some of his stuff and feel frustrated for whatever reason, whether it's because of his viewpoint or his tone or whatever, go listen to the episode with um his friend Christian and it'll really, I think, give you the best overview of sure. like why Preston yeah. is an important voice. Um and after so we're going to have Preston on the podcast he's also going to be here um doing an event um so you can go to hillcityrva.com um and find details and uh tickets and stuff for the event but then also we'll have him here on the podcast um and then the week after that we are going to have Karen Keen who is um actually telling of Preston's openness I found out about Karen through Preston <laughs> yeah. because somebody said something to the effect asked Preston at the Justin Lee event um, something to the effect of like, well, who do you think has a good other perspective? Um, and he was like, well, this book by Karen Keene is really challenging for me. Yeah. And he, and he goes, everyone should read it. Everyone should read it, which <laughs> yeah. is like, what more can you ask of somebody <laughs> than them giving you a good other perspective, right, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, uh, so Karen Keene wrote a book called, um, it's a really, long, a really long title. I should have it in front of me. It's called, um, ethics, scripture, and the possibility of same-sex relationships. Pretty sure that's If that's it. not it, you're really close. If you search Karen Keene yeah. on Google, it will come up. It is her, I think it's her only published book, or it's certainly her most popular um, published book. She's going to come on um, the week after. Um, she is a Christian, a counselor, an author, um, and is herself gay. Um, and has kind of taken it, I'll let her tell her story, but she, um, you can read in her book that she took sort of a, she grew up in a very um, conservative Christian home uh, and community, struggled a lot with being gay, um, was once she accepted um, that she was gay, she was celibate for 20 years and then now is in a place where she is dating or, or does not consider herself celibate anymore. So she has a really unique perspective. Um, and her book, I think, is for me. So personally for me, it is the definitive response um, when it comes to the marriage thing. So her and Preston actually agree on a lot of stuff mm-hmm. leading up to marriage and then disagree on um, God's plan for marriage. I haven't read, I think Justin Lee has a great book. We keep bringing his name up. Um, there are a couple of other folks who have some very thoughtful books and, and work on this issue. But for me, I think Karen's is, as of right now, sort of the be all end all for the, um, we'll call it non-traditional marriage right, or, yeah. or we'll, we'll say same sex marriage. Um, 
discussion. Um, I know, John, you are very, very close. You're literally like five pages from being done with the book. <laughs> yeah. um, but kind of give me what, what has been your experience since you found out about who Karen is. and Yeah. And so I've really appreciated the book in and of itself and her writings and the way that she approaches scripture. And I really enjoyed her tone. I thought the way that she acknowledged the uh, commonalities or agreements and the disagreements was just really well done. And she wasn't, she just wasn't really negative, which was like so refreshing. That's uh, both of them, both Preston and Karen, they're just not negative, which Mm. is so nice to Mm. engage. And so uh, I thought uh, that part was really good. I thought there were some things that in, in terms of how she, her perspective and even the, the difference for her and, Preston is pretty simple though 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 it causes them to go different directions but even how they see marriage like Preston obviously a man and woman where she sees mar- marriage biblically as about the covenant mm. you know together and so that sent that sends them down different paths with some of the scriptures and interpretations and the thing I liked about how she approached it was that she was genuinely trying to be faithful to the Bible as a whole. Mm. You know, she wasn't trying to proof text. She wasn't trying to, I want to say proof text is pulling something out just to prove something. Mm -hmm. And she was really trying to be well-rounded in the discussion Mm -hmm. and appreciating even the nuances of some of the passages and acknowledging even a couple of different times, she acknowledges that, we're making an assumption here, mm-hmm. you know, about something. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate when people do that because not enough people do, you know, not enough people say things like they're making an a, assumption or, you know, or not enough people when they read scripture acknowledge that we all bring our experiences to it, mm-hmm. you know? And so, but she did that. And so that for me establishes of, uh, of a great foundation validity to what she's saying and engaging in the conversation there were things that she writes that really challenged me in terms of how i viewed certain passages of scripture and and uh, there's a bunch of things i mean i have whole like sections highlighted and i mean i've highlighted a ton in that book with things to ask her and and things that i have maybe a different perspective on and stuff like that but no matter what i just appreciated how she wrote it and i think even for me to read it was incredibly fruitful. And I really just, um, I don't know. I just really enjoyed the book. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So we're going to have Karen on, um, to chat with us. Um, uh, the week, so not next week, but the week after. Um, and then after that, I think that we really want to try to reach out into our community here and we don't have any names or anything yet, but we would like to get folks, um, you know, from our extended community to come on and just talk about their experiences. So, you know, not so much theology and and all that, but just more like, what is it like to be gay and a Christian? Or what is it like to, um, we may even, you know, go, we talk about sexuality. It's not just about gay and straight. We may speak to people about like, what's it like to be straight and date as a Christian? What's it like (laughs) to be gay and date as a Christian? What's it like to be gay and celibate versus straight and celibate. We're going to try to get as much in here as we can because this is a conversation that people, I think, on some level really want to have but really are scared to have. Mm-hmm. And so um, if we can facilitate that in a sort of um, 
you know, in a chamber here in the, in the, yeah. the recording booth, then we really want to do that. Um, so I'm trying to think of other sort of, uh, details. We've got Preston coming up on the 20th, is it 23rd? September 23rd is the Monday night that everyone can go to. Okay. So Monday night, everyone can go to that. There's going to be another event, but it's going to be more for like pastoral staff and yeah. stuff. Um, uh, and that you can find that on hillcityrva.com under our connect header. Um, and if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, um, oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. The format of Preston's event is going to be very like Q and a heavy. So he's going to give a presentation, but it's really going to be more of a discussion between he and the crowd than it is him just like talking at us about his thing. So I really want to encourage people to, again, to come out. Um, if this is a conversation that you would like to have, um, you know, resist the urge to, um, not engage because you're so sure that you're right. Um, yeah. I think even if you come out of this conversation thinking, having the same opinion that you did going into it, there's real value in humanizing the other side by sitting and hearing what they have to say yeah. and why they have to say it. Um, I think you can sit here and listen to us talk about Karen or Preston being good people and being nice and having lots of friends and all these good lovey-dovey things but still, ultimately, if you don't engage with them as people and with other people as people, you will demonize them eventually because yeah. your brain craves that certainty that the person who has a different opinion than you is wrong and therefore bad. It's just what happens. Like you're, those parts, that gray area starts to become black or white if you don't continuously engage with the humans that that yeah. have the actual experiences. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I'm... I have a soft spot for this in our community uh, when we're because what you're talking about is like real curiosity, you know, and I I'm just truly tired (laughs) of it's like exhausting to be with people that won't engage the other side to things, Mm -hmm. you know, because what that consistently reveals is a is truly like a lack of humility in the conversation. It's a lack of appreciation for people on the other side of you. Uh, it's devaluing folks and it, it's it's exhausting because that's what ruins communities and that's what gets us into like a really bad spot mm-hmm. and that's and that's why this sexuality conversation is such a big deal because so many times people will say things like I know what I know or I know what the Bible says mm-hmm. or I know and I'm like man like why won't you take the time to read and learn and listen and hear conversations from people and hear different perspectives and hear the stories mm-hmm. of people that are even maybe within your own community, mm-hmm. you know, and engage and care and love. And when you don't take the time to do that because you know what you know, mm-hmm. then to me that just like reeks of spiritual pride and arrogance. Mm-hmm. And so even when I've shared with some folks who maybe come from the man and woman side, of marriage, uh, but they they would say something like, "Why?" But I love gay people. I'm not saying like they're going to hell or anything like that. I just I want the I would say like you should read Karen's book too. Like it would be fruitful for you to do so. And I'm like I don't know. I don't want to read stuff like that and manipulating scripture and mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, why would you say that? Like right. just engage, like engage and learn and grow because there's just so much to this conversation uh, that's nuanced. There's so much to this conversation that you don't know and I don't know and you learn to you learn you that's how you really grow and that's what we want in our community and mm-hmm. to appreciate that part you know I was listening this morning 
um, to this book that I'm going through and and they were using this example of how we get into these bad parts or these bad um, time frames of of poor interpretation of scripture Mm -hmm. and the reason that we do that is because we we look through a cultural lens of some kind Mm -hmm. and you know for a lot of us a lot of things have been shaped by a certain cultural lens and the point of all of this is is not honestly trying to convince people it's really trying to engage Mm -hmm. and um and to learn and grow together and so I just don't want to see us going down the road as a community where we aren't willing to engage. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I can, you know, I can hear somebody out there yelling at their radio or into their, (laughs) that, you know, it's easy for you and I to um, call for civility and for discussion because we are not part of the, you know, oppressed minority. And I totally get that. But let me offer this. Recently and continuously over the last couple of years, People who have run X gay ministries, something that like John and I will both like agree are we're damaging, yeah. you know, damaging yeah. things. People who have run these these quote unquote X gay ministries are starting one by one to come out and say this was a bad idea. We shouldn't have done this. They aren't changing their minds or their hearts because someone yelled at them. Right. They got into relationships with folks on the other side and they sat and talked and started to slowly change their mind about what and they may not even change their mind about what they think marriage is but if you think about how far this conversation has come by people sitting down and talking versus yelling at each other the proof is in the pudding so i i totally get like if you're out there thinking like well this is easy for you to say like you're not the one who is gay and like scared or self-hating or whatever i totally yeah get what you're saying but if you just look at like the data, if you look at it empirically, people with this issue specifically, people yelling at each other um, hasn't done a lot uh, in the last couple of years. People sitting down and getting to know one another continuously moves the needle, you know, sort of moves the chains forward in this becoming a better and more healthy and more, you know, um, I don't know, just a conversation that's going somewhere. Well, because in the end, we want healthy dialogue because that creates healthy community and that creates our ability to love one another, even in the midst of differences. Mm-hmm. And it's like when we talked about, we, we sh- I shared that article with you or that video with you about focus on the family mm-hmm. and the gay activists who they disagree, obviously, on certain elements of theology. But here's the I'm blanking on the guy's name or both mm-hmm. their names, mm-hmm. but they're they're on a panel talking together about their love for each other mm-hmm. and how the gay activist was in the in the hospital. And he goes, and guess who was there the whole time mm-hmm. checking in on me and coming to pray with me and all this other stuff. And it's like, this is a guy from Focus on the Family, right. you know, or the whole Chick-fil-A stuff mm-hmm. that, you know, we, we've talked about before how um Dan Cathy is is working with the LGBT community and doing so much good. Mm-hmm. And and the narrative that's always out there when we're just always yelling or, or the narrative that's created because of all the yelling and hatred towards each other doesn't produce anything but more hatred. And then when these people are stepping forward to engage each other, even in the differences of opinion and learn from each other and grow from each other, the end result ends up honestly being a whole heck of a lot of good, you know? Yeah, and we said it before, you know, no matter where you're at on this, don't sacrifice the good for the perfect. Yeah. Right. So is focus on the family where you want it to be? No, maybe not. Are they 
way further along than they were 10 years (laughs) ago yeah is chick-fil-a like where you want it to be you know if you're a more you know whatever liberal person or, or however you want to put it no maybe not and that's okay like you can keep pushing is it further along you know the the path of understanding than it was yes so don't shut down negotiations <laughs> or like don't <laughs> right. shut down conversations just because things aren't what they what you want them to be right now yeah. because you could be sabotaging yourself um and people um by not just sitting down and listening and and entering into relationship um so yeah end of end rant <laughs> end, end rant right there um yeah. so yeah go check out uh hillcityrva.com um and look for the link to the forum on um faith and sexuality uh and come out to that if you want to or just tune in when we talk to to Preston and then tune in the next week when we talk to Karen and then weeks after that as we continue the discussion. Wags, you got anything else? I'm good to go. This is a good intro. Um, thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, you can email us at staycurious at hillcityrva.com with questions, concerns, comments, um, and we will get back with you as soon as we can. Thanks to everybody for listening, and we will see you next time.